What is going on, Amaya? Shit fits. This is episode 501, and I'm doing something really special for this one. I am bringing the first four episodes all together, and if you watched or listened to my 500th, can't even speak, 500th episode, I shared just like a quick clip of episode one, and I was so, so embarrassed about how I spoke, the quality of the recording, and just how fucking awkward I was. Damn. (laughs) So, I wanted to bring these back because if you listen to my last episode, like, if you scroll through, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen to my podcast, you actually can go past, I think, episode 70. And I realized that I need to like resurface those old ones because I also interviewed some amazing people. And you know, if you just started my podcast, you'll never be able to access those. So I'm gonna kind of resurface them to, to the light of day. But I wanted to bring the first four episodes because they were my first ever first four solo episodes. And I also uh, covered my entire story how I lost my initial weight loss. So for those who don't know, I used to weigh over 200 pounds and ended up dropping 60 in two months. But this is why the episodes are all together. And then I give kind of my first bit of advice when it comes to successful long-term weight loss. And I wanted to bring them all together to have in one place. And also as a little kind of memory of how far I have come uh, since I first started this podcast you know, five years ago. Um, so I apologize in advance how awkward I am talking in these episodes and also the quality of like the volume of the audio kind of goes from like normal and it goes really quiet because I had a really shitty mic and I would move it out of the way and like move my face out of the way. So it's a, it's all. It's, it's been quite the journey to get to where I am now where I can just hit record and just, you know, shoot from the hip as they say. But I'm really excited to bring these first four episodes back to the light and hopefully, you know, you still get something out of it because the information when I had to re-listen to all of this to edit, um, the information is still valid today. Um, maybe, you know, I can expand on it a little bit further, but the meat and potatoes, you know, pun intended, because this is a weight loss show, um, is still true today. And it's really basic stuff. But this is the stuff that people need to see, you know, successful weight loss, the basics. So without further ado of me rambling nonstop, here is episode one through four recorded five years ago. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is the first official episode of the Cut the Shit, Get Fit podcast. My name is Rafael Matuszewski, and I'll be your host throughout this journey. Um, This first episode, I really want to focus on letting you know who I am and what I do, and kind of share my story of how I lost all my weight and how I kept it off and what that meant for me, and ultimately turned into my own professional career as a personal trainer to help as many people as possible that went through the same struggle as me. So let's start off with uh, 
I'm a personal trainer, like I said before. I've been training probably now, I think, six or seven years. And I started, you know, training at big a big box gym um, and then started training at a more boutique, in-person, personal training studio. And then, sadly, that place shut down. That's probably another story I can get into later, but... Um, I was in a position where I could start my own company, I did, and now it's been a year and a half working for myself, it's awesome, I train a bunch of clients that love being there, they see success, even the ones that struggle, they know that whatever I do and help them with, they know they can get there. Um, So let's rewind back again to high school. Actually, you know what? Let's go even further back. Um, I was born in Poland and immigrated here when I was probably two or three years old. Uh, I kind of grew up as the fat kid. I was chubby when I was a kid, but I think year after year and, you know, being exposed to the North American diet, that's filled with sugar and carbs and crap. It was probably the case of my, you know, being overweight. And that's where it all kind of started. So fast forward with that kind of, you know, story uh, in the back of your head into high school, grade eight, you know, you're 13 years old, you're at a super awkward age, girls are, you know, a big priority in my life at this point, but that didn't really work out for me. Uh, in grade eight, I was probably 210, 215 pounds at 5'9 of a height. So that was fairly a large size for me. And, you know, I was always never picked in gym class. I was slow in sports because I played football. I was a lineman, so that was about all I could do is just stand there and block other big guys. Um, my self-esteem was crap. Like, you wouldn't believe. Um, yeah, it was it was tough. Like, I can only imagine what clients and just people that have to deal with their weight on a daily basis, like how it feels, because I went through it myself. Um, I just remember vividly just so many girls would never even look in my direction. If I even opened my mouth, they would, (laughs) they wouldn't even acknowledge that I existed. Um, And it was tough because, you know, when you see your friends, and for some reason, all my friends were really fit. I don't know why. They It was easy for them, you know? Like, they didn't have to do anything. And the girls, just whatever. They they just, like, like magnets. They just threw themselves at them. And it sucked, right? Like, I was that outcast that because of my weight, I couldn't enjoy life as a, you know, regular teenager. But uh, something, like, switched in my head 
I just knew I had to change something completely. And I just, I remember going on the internet and just like searching, like how to lose weight, how to cut fat, how to build muscle, how to get a six pack, like all that stuff. I like searched everywhere online. I came across a bunch of websites. I think I spent like one whole weekend just reading and reading articles upon articles to figure out what to do. And then in that summer of grade nine, going into grade 10, is what changed my life completely. And I'll never, ever forget this because my life completely changed. And what happened was with all that information that I got, I was like, okay, enough reading. I need to literally just get shit done. So that summer I had a uh, off-season football training camp where we did workouts, like agility work, like footwork, all that kind of stuff before we actually had practices in the summer. So for a good two months, I was training, like working out probably five days a week because it was, you know, Monday to Friday during the afternoon for an hour to two hours each time. So I'm like, okay, this is perfect. I have some sort of activity I can focus on during summer. And, you know, as a kid in high school, usually you spend your summers like laying in bed until noon and then playing video games and then going to the mall with your buddies and just eating like shit. But I did not want to do that. So I was like, perfect. I got workouts ahead of me. And now I'm going to fuel my body where I'm going to lose all this freaking weight. But the funny thing was that I didn't think I would change so fast and so rapidly. But anyway, so what I did was with those workouts... I started eating five small meals a day. I made sure every freaking meal had protein, lots of vegetables, lots of fruit. I drank so much water, it was ridiculous. And then something just sparked. After a month, I realized, I'm like, whoa, my like pants don't fit me anymore. Like, this is weird. And then I kind of clued in, I'm like, oh, shit, this is... This is it. This I'm in it. It's happening. Like finally, all those years of being the fat and chubby kid that was neglected and always made fun of and never got picked for sports, like it was happening. I'm, I was like, holy crap, this is my life is about to change. Then it became an addiction. I saw that if I ate healthy and worked out, it was only going to get better. So I really like fine-tuned everything I could. I pushed myself so hard during those workouts knowing that, oh, if I burn a little bit more, I can lose more. If I eat better quality vegetables, better quality meats, I was going to lose more. And then after those two months of just strict, like it's not a diet, but just healthy eating because I came from a place where you know, I'd wake up and cereal and milk. Like that's, 
that's not what your body needs. And then, you know, like for a snack, we go bag of chips or like I was drinking pop every day. And I vividly remember telling my mom to stop buying that kind of crap in the house so I wouldn't eat it. And she didn't believe that I would actually do it. And like I just switched on and boom, like I was done with that crap. So after those two months, I dropped down to 140 pounds. I was a completely different person. And it was amazing to see all my shirts, all my um, all my pants, all my shorts, they like they just fell off me. I actually had to go shopping for new clothes because <laughs> they didn't fit me. Like that's a pretty extreme transformation, but I took the extreme to get there. Whereas most people, it it takes a while to get to that point where I did, but I was not, like I waited around for like 14 years to be the fat kid. I did not want to do it anymore. So I told myself, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this at 100% and never look back. So when I came back to school in grade 10, in September, after that summer, everyone did not even know who I was. They didn't even recognize who I was. And they couldn't believe, even the teachers couldn't believe how much I changed. And then, you know, I was getting all these compliments. Girls started noticing me. Um, Like, everyone was, like, asking, oh, man, how did you do that? Like, what did you do? What's your secret? Tell me, like, I want to do it too. Like, can you train me? The moment that one person said, can you train me? I was like, holy crap, I'm on to something. That moment when I was 16 in grade 10, people asking me to train them was my calling, my passion. And I knew I had something special. And that day when I came home after the first day of school, I told myself, one, I'm never going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to keep going. I want to get stronger. I want to get leaner. And I always want to stay fit because I would never want to go back to what I was before. So after that, I was like, this is an awesome feeling. I need to share what I experienced with other people. And this is what led me into becoming a personal trainer. I was so excited that I found my calling and the fact that I could share that with everyone in the world. So the moment I graduated, I got all my certifications and I just wanted to train people. I wanted to help them. I wanted to do whatever I could. So that's where I came from. It was a dark place going through all that ridicule, all that getting made fun of and always feeling really, really shitty about myself to, oh my God, I feel amazing. I'm a different person. And that, like, that's priceless. And I want to be able to give that to other people, that experience. So my goal 
if you follow me on my website or social media, I've said it once or twice or probably every single week, but my goal in life is not to make as much money as possible off this training stuff. No. My goal is to connect to as many people as possible and to help them. I don't want kids, adults, anyone to go through what I went through. And if you're already there, I want to literally reach out to you and tell you exactly what to do to get out of there. I don't think it's fair for someone to feel bad about themselves because the way their body is. Just because you're overweight because you had bad habits, that's bullshit. You know, like I want to help as much as possible. And if I have to do it for free, I don't care. I'm making other lives better. And that's what I believe we're here to do is to serve, help other people and bring them up and not bring them down. So now that you all know where I'm coming from, I want to continue doing this podcast and literally tell you the necessary steps to go through a transformation like I did. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take two months and you're going to drop like 60 pounds, but who knows, in one year, if you start listening to what I have to say, you'd be amazed what your body can transform into. So... Each week, I'm going to put out a new podcast episode, and each one's going to have a theme or like a main focus um, to kind of get you to where you need to be. And I'll even explain, you know, more in depth of what I did to train and what I ate and like everything. Because honestly, weight loss is simple. If you put in the effort, if you're not willing to put the effort in, then it's going to be really tough for you to see that success as quick as you'd like to. Hey guys, welcome back to the Cut the Shit, Get Fit show. Uh, This is episode two and I am Rafal Matuszewski coming back at you with some more fitness knowledge and nutrition knowledge. So, um, last episode, I kind of talked about my transformation and kind of told you the steps, my mental process, what I went through emotionally, and what kind of just triggered me into changing my lifestyle. So today, I want to kind of dive into that a little bit more and then start talking about nutrition and what I did specifically during that time to lose all my weight and then kind of give some updated recommendations on what healthy eating is because um, in the health and fitness industry, you'll notice there's a trend. Every year, there's probably some sort of new pill, some sort of new diet, or some sort of magical fruit in the Amazon jungle that 
is your cure for fat loss and obesity. It doesn't exist. Like, I get so frustrated when I get a new client or I meet somebody in public and they find out that I'm a trainer. They're, they automatically ask me, oh, oh have you heard of uh, this workout or have you heard of this diet? Like, what, what do you think? Like, is that the next big thing? And I'm, I'm always like, you know what? If it was that easy and it was available to everybody, then there wouldn't be an obesity crisis People wouldn't have trouble losing weight. Everyone would be just shredded all the time, fit, happy, athletic. But sadly, that's not the case. So what it really is is just hard freaking work. Um, so kind of sidetracked there. But let's go back to when I lost all my weight. The first thing I really did was cut out junk food. Like you'd be surprised changing small things can add up to a lot of physical changes and just overall energy levels. I was coming from, you know, a maybe eat breakfast and if I did it was like freaking Kellogg's cereal with milk. And by the way, that's not a good uh, breakfast to start your day. Essentially, let's let's go here. Anything out of a box that's man-made is probably not good for you. There is an exception to the rule. If it does come from a box and it has five ingredients or less on the ingredients list, then you're okay. But if you ever look at a cereal box and look up all the ingredients, it's like a solid paragraph. And the first couple of uh, like ingredients, you could probably read it. But after that, it it just becomes gibberish, and the amount of chemicals that are in there, you don't even know how to pronounce. So that should be a sign already why you shouldn't be eating that crap. Um, where was I? Yeah, so junk food. Uh, that's probably going to happen a lot, by the way, folks. Uh I will probably go on tangents and go off topic and start talking about like random shit, but it's all good and fun. Anyway, uh, junk food. So that's the first thing I gave up. So yeah, sometimes I had breakfast and it was like cereal and milk. Um, sometimes I would skip it. I would go to school, grab a bag of chips and eat the whole bag as my first meal. Um, lunch was like, a sandwich with deli meat and whatever, like a Rice Krispie bar and random like granola bars and all the sugary crap that you can find at any store. And then, you know, if I had a snack, it'd be like maybe an apple, maybe another granola bar, probably another bag of chips. Like sometimes I wouldn't even eat the snack. And then I would come to, uh, you know, dinner and I would just have what my mom would make for dinner. And that was probably like the healthiest meal out of my whole day. But even then I would skip out on the meals. Sometimes I would skip on the um, vegetables. I'll just have like meat 
and all the cards I could fit on my plate. So that kind of, you know, diet <laughs> is not going to get you or me anywhere. Oh, and I almost forgot on top of that, I still remember this. I would pour myself a glass of Coke for dinner. And that was like my treat on top of all the crap I already ate that day. And then on weekends, I would like binge on whatever the crap, like whatever I could find. So right there is a recipe for disaster. And the sad part is that there's a lot of people out there that uh, eat like that. And they think it's okay. Or on the other side, they know it's bad, but they do it anyway. So my struggle, and I think with everybody out there, is that they're so addicted to that type of eating that they don't even know it's a problem. It's just a habit. Just like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, okay, I need to brush my teeth and like pack all my shit for work and go. Like you don't even think about it. It just happens automatically. And the same goes for eating. Like, you know, if you're used to eating a bag of chips every day, that's going to stick with you forever unless you deliberately try to break that habit. So for me, I took the extreme, like I explained in my last podcast, but um, I right away, I'm like, okay, I'm not eating any junk. I just took out all the junk, cold turkey, chips, pop, you know, granola bars, all that crap that uh, didn't do any good for my body. And then within like weeks, I started losing weight. At this point, I wasn't tracking. I just went on how I felt and how I looked in the mirror. And like within a couple weeks of, you know, going strong, I probably, I'm assuming lost five to 10 pounds in the first couple weeks. Like that's a pretty big shock to the system. Like one, I'm not overeating in calories. I'm not eating shitty calories that are doing more harm than good. And I felt awesome. So... I kept going, right? Um, so how does that like translate into your life? If you're a type of person that, you know, it's Monday, you have breakfast, you might not, you get into the office, work, or wherever you're at, and you know, like, oh, I'll probably have a donut and like a coffee with two creams, two sugars, and that's kind of like your go-to. Honestly, you don't need that. Maybe that donut a day you have every day at uh, work is the one thing you take out. Like, imagine, I'm assuming a donut is probably like 250 to 350 calories per day. And on top of that is just <laughs> plain sugar that's going to shoot up your, you know, um, blood sugar levels. And you're going to have that crash in the middle of the day. So just get rid of it. Bring a freaking apple with you. How easy is that? You go to a grocery store, grab a giant bag of apples, and put them on your front counter, and every time you leave work, you grab one and have your coffee. You know, that small change. It doesn't take that much effort if you really think about it, and especially with how our world is now, where you can order groceries online, which, by the way, I absolutely love 
the grocery store I go to, um, they don't have delivery, but they have the next best thing where I go online to their website and click all my items that I want. They shop for me. I pick a time when I want to pick it up. I head there, call them. I open my trunk. They put it in there, bagged, ready to go, and I'm done. I save so much time doing that. So you know what? Actually, that would be a thing I would tell you and my clients to do to save time to meal prep. That's a good one. So go find your grocery store and see if they have that service because that was going to save you so much time. I've tried other grocery stores that actually deliver and they're great. So think about that. One, you don't have to drive to the grocery store. Two, you don't have to, you know, find a parking spot. And if you're that person like everybody else, you're circling around the parking lot to find the closest spot. You don't have to maneuver your like shopping cart around people like it's freaking rush hour traffic. You're not going to be tempted to buy crap because that you'll just see it coming at you. And then you don't have to wait at the cashier line. And for some freaking reason, no matter what one you choose, you always end up picking the slowest going line. So I personally think I save probably an hour a week doing that because the first time you go online and, you know, it might take you 20 minutes to find all your items, but then they have the capability of saving all your um, grocery purchases before. So you can just buy the same thing reoccurring week after week or month after month, whatever you do, and you're good to go. So that one hour you save, you can use to meal prep and get all your shit ready. If that, if your meal prep is just having, you know, the fruit available in your fridge or your you know, little table right before the, um, the door, then that's what you should use that extra time for. So where was I going with this? Junk food. You eliminate that and you just add something simple like an apple instead of your donut every day. You will see some unbelievable results by just cutting the crap out and not even changing your diet. Cut the crap and just eat real food. Like, that's huge. And for me, like, that just showed me so much encouragement that, shit, I'm on to something, and if I keep going, it's going to get better. Now, the next thing is you always have to be prepared. And that was the one thing that was a struggle for me in the beginning, that you know, it's magical food is not going to come down from the skies and go in front of you and enter into your mouth and you're automatically healthy. It's not going to happen that way. So, you know, night before, uh, I would work out or go to school or whatever I had to do, I would just like bunch up healthy food. Like I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was like, I know vegetables are, uh, healthy. I know, um, fruit are healthy. And I know protein's healthy. So, like, I'm just going to put those things together. And I remember, like, you know, yeah, I always had an apple and orange with me. I would also uh, 
boil eggs, like two eggs, and I had those with me all the time, um, you know, prepped in the night before. And when I wake up, I would just like, boom, eat that, and I was done. Because even if I woke up late, I would still have um, th- that with me at least. Rather than, you know, waking up and like, oh, I have like 20 minutes before I have to leave. By the time I brush my teeth and get dressed, I'm not going to have time to make food. And I just skip it all together. So I would personally, you know, it doesn't, it's not rocket science. Like all you got to do is think about healthy foods, put them together and have them in your fridge and bring them with you and eat them, you know? Um... Again, it's not rocket science. Like, just eat healthy food. Like, you know what generally know what they are. There's no magical food that's gonna lean out your lower abdomen. Like, no, that stuff doesn't exist. So, when I implemented that change in my, you know, routine, I saw even more changes. You know, clothes started getting looser. You know, I started having more energy. Oh, the big thing. Oh, my God. I can't believe I almost forgot this. My skin started looking better. And being a teenager dealing with acne, that is a huge, huge, huge plus. So, yes, eating healthy will actually contribute to other things in your life to make you feel and look better. And... Because I started eating more vegetables and fruit, my skin started getting better. Like, oh shit, who knew that vegetables and fruit were so awesome, right? So that's like all I just said there is so much you can already do to yourself and you'll see amazing results. Like, it's tough. Like, oh, I know it's tough. I've worked with so many clients where there's so much going on in their lives, you know, I've seen it all, like, people getting divorced, people uh, losing family members, friends, um, you know, kids' activities, skill, uh, kids' school, like, everything, work, I get it, like, it's tough, but you know what, there's so many other people out there that are going this, through the same things, and somehow they muster up that like little energy to do something for themselves. And then when they automatically see the change in their bodies and their energy levels, it gets addictive. You will be amazed and you're going to just want to hop on that train and keep going. So take that extra like 10 to 15 minutes before you go to bed and just pack yourself some healthy food and eat it the next morning. Don't skip out. Don't get that donut. Don't fill your coffees with so much sugar and crap. Just eat healthy like you should. Um, I think for the next episode, we'll kind of maybe dive into a little bit more of nutrition and what I did and kind of talk about what you should be doing for exercise. I think that'd be a good one. But, uh, That'll be it for today. Uh, I like to keep them short because, again, in my industry and my clients that I work with, they don't got time to sit down and listen to 
something for an hour. And as much as I could ramble on for an hour, I'm not going to do that to you guys. So. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Cut the Shit, Get Fit podcast. I am your host, Rafal Matuszewski, and I'll be throwing at you fitness and health knowledge to get you fit. You like that intro? I've been practicing. <laughs> yeah, every day in the mirror for at least like 15 minutes. I'm joking. Um, so let's get this shit going. Um, if you listen to my last two podcasts, um, one, I talked about my weight loss journey, what I went through, and then my second uh, podcast, I kind of talked about what I started doing for my diet to kind of see the results. And if you haven't listened to those already, dive into those first before you get into this one. It's not like, you know, you can skip the first intro chapter in your textbook or book that you just bought off Amazon and you're good to go. It's kind of like a step process. But anyway, uh, let's get to it. And let's talk about a little bit about nutrition again. Again, it's a big topic, but I kind of want to talk about what I did uh, specifically as well for my diet when I lost all my weight. And then we can kind of touch on exercise. Um, So last time I spoke about being prepared and prepped, uh, just eat healthy food, fruits, vegetables, and protein, I believe. So the other thing I did was uh, I did a lot of research And I think I kind of touched on that on my first episode about what I had to do to eat. And it's no surprise. Like I said in my last episode, you got to cut out all the crap and junk and eat real food. So when I started getting better at finding foods that would let my body perform um, while working out and when I was training for football... I kind of stuck to certain food groups and ones that I could actually eat and cook myself. And that was actually the other thing was that I was kind of reliant on my parents to have, you know, ready-made food. And I think no matter where you are in life, people kind of expect that food's just going to show up in front of them. Like, an example is, like, you know, a guy relies on his mother all through his life until he moves out and realizes, oh, shit, I don't know how to cook because my mom always did it. And they resort to, you know, ramen noodles and microwaving everything and, you know, eating the Hungry Man meals from the gas station or, like, any kind of frozen food that's the easiest way and obviously those are not good choices for um, eating so you end up (laughs) gaining weight and feeling like shit and then they eventually get married to their wives and like oh now she can cook for me and now you have lunch and dinner that are probably healthy meals but in between there you're eating like shit like you did before 
So, you know, your diet's improved a little bit, but not enough to see that result. So, one, when you get into eating healthy, you'll start to realize that you need to do more than just hope for the best and actually cook yourself. And sometimes if you get your partner on the same page, you know, he or she may not be willing to sacrifice more time to cook you healthy meals, but let them know that this is your goal and this is what you want to achieve and let them just respect that. And they don't have to change because a lot of times when couples start, um, hang on, my mouth's getting dry and I got to get some water in me. Um, a lot of couples tend to fight or argue about, you know, like eating. Maybe you're in a position where you want to start getting healthy and you're all like riled up about it and you can't wait to go work out in the morning, but your partner is like, dude, chill out. I am not like that, which is fine, you know? Just do you for now, and we'll actually, that's actually a good topic, and I'll probably talk about it, is how to convince and how to encourage and get your partner into your health and fitness world. Anyway, uh, where was I going? Learn how to cook. Just learn. Like, I am not a good cook. I find the easiest ways to cook healthy. And my fiance, soon to be wife, she makes fun of me of how bland my meals are, but they work. But you know what? Over the years, I try to, I try to get them a little better. And you know, things like salt and pepper and cinnamon and other spices have been my like staple. Um, actually, going into that, that's one thing I would recommend is go on Google tonight after you listen to this, obviously, uh, um, and just Google like top 10 or 53 ingredient uh, healthy recipes, you'll be surprised how many blogs and websites have those. And those are my go-tos. Like the other day I found, um, or I don't know if I found it or it came up with it or saw it somewhere, but it's a three ingredient pancake and it's healthy for you. And all it is, is you take a banana that's ripe, you mash it up, you throw in an egg with it and you whisk it. And then you throw in as much as uh, cinnamon as you want, whisk that up until it's like, you know, a batter paste and you just fry it on the pan. And you know what? It's actually pretty good. And it's not like a buttermilk pancake, but it's freaking close. Like out of all the healthy recipes I've tried, it's probably one of the best. And I would highly suggest that that could be your breakfast item every single day. And it's good for you. Like the night before, like I said in my last episode, take the 10 to 15 minutes to prep a meal for the next day. That could be it. Mash up a banana in a bowl, throw in an egg in there, throw some cinnamon, whisk that th- bo- bad boy up, put it on the pan, cook it, put it in the fridge, and you're ready to go tomorrow morning. Um, by the way, it's really, really good. I also put on uh, 
some natural peanut butter on there, and it's just freaking awesome. Anyway, see, I told you guys, I'm going to get sidetracked a lot because I talk about one thing, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh there's that other thing I want to tell you guys. So bear with me. Uh, where was I going with this? Um, specifics to my diet when I went through my weight loss transformation. Okay, I'm going to stay on track here. So after I got the basics of like eating breakfast and you know my two eggs and my apple and my orange, I wanted to know what else I could do to uh, you know see more of a change in my body. So here's a big, 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 big tip on weight loss, and it's protein. So with protein. Um, Oh, sorry about that, folks. You know, this is uh, kind of live. I, I do this all in one take, by the way, and I forgot to turn off my notifications on my uh, laptop from, you know, the freaking emails I get every 15 minutes. Anyway, um, protein, that's the big one for fat loss, muscle gain, everything. So why is protein so important? Well, one, it has something called a thermic effect. Comparing it to carbohydrates, which are like, you know, your breads, your pastas, and vegetables, and potatoes, and all that fun stuff, and fat, which is, you know, olive oil, butter, nuts, seeds, peanut butter, all that kind of stuff, having a higher thermic effect than those two macronutrients, which don't worry about it, you don't need to know what that is. And if you do, awesome. Um, it burns more calories while you digest it than those two. So if you have hopped on to different diets, protein's always been kind of the main macronutrient that's focused on. Because one, like I said, the thermic effect, it allows you to burn more calories while eating it. And... It helps you recover from your workouts and your activity and build more muscle. That's kind of the building block of your fat loss. So the more I read about protein, I'm like, holy crap, this is freaking important. So every time I ate, I made sure I had protein in my meals. So you know, like I said, when I prepped, I had my two eggs, my apple, and my orange in the morning first thing. So already I started ingesting more protein by just eating those two eggs. And by the way, fun fact, two eggs is 14 grams of protein, and that's freaking awesome right off the bat. And then I started looking at my day, and I'm like, oh, my lunch and my dinner, I just got to make sure I have more protein than I was before because, like, dinner was, like, okay because, like, you know, if I had, you know, chicken breast, I would have one chicken breast, um... If there's like meatballs or something, I would just have like a couple meatballs. But I just paid attention more to how much I had. And I just made sure that half of my plate every time I ate my lunch and dinner was a big portion of protein. So a good way of remembering how much protein, because this is where people get lost. It's like, oh, I need to get 40 to 50 grams per meal of uh, protein. And if I don't, I'm going to like shrivel up and die. No, my goal is to keep it simple and like bulletproof. So look at your hands right now. So men, 
your palm size is how much meat you want, but you want two palm sizes, okay? So anytime you have, um, you know, meat, look at your palms, and that's how much meat you want. And that will kind of give you that 40 to 50 grams of protein range, in case you're wondering. Ladies out there, one palm size. Like, that's pretty easy to remember, and it works no matter how tall or how small you are. So a smaller individual is going to eat smaller because their palm sizes are smaller. A bigger individual is going to eat more because they have bigger hands. So that's a really easy tip that you can, you know, take with you everywhere because your hands go everywhere with you. And that's great for people who travel too or, or people who have those lunch meetings with clients and they have to go out to eat lunch which will be probably another episode how to, you know, bulletproof that situation because I have a lot of clients that do that and they always end up buying that burger and fries. So anyway, protein. Make sure you eat protein at every single meal. Um, that was a game changer for me because uh, that's when I started noticing that my hunger was in check. I wasn't like hungry all the time. The more protein I ate, the more, um, you know, full I was for a longer period of time. And yes, protein does keep you full for longer, so increase that. And then, you know what? Especially for women, when I train uh, female clients, I always get them to write a food log. Uh, if you don't know what a food log is, I just tell clients, for the next three days, I want you to write down every single thing that you eat. You know, give me the time and what you ate. And then I kind of can see what you know, they're putting in their bodies. And when I see the most with women is they barely eat protein. The only times they'll eat protein is, you know, dinner and lunch. And sometimes it's just dinner. So especially with women... I tell them to increase their protein. Anytime you sit down to eat, there better be some sort of protein. And the other benefit, actually, for women especially, is a good balanced uh, diet of protein will actually help you regulate your hormones. And with women, hormones is, like, the key to optimal health. Like, if you talk to doctors or naturopaths especially, they will focus on women's hormones to make sure their bodies are functioning like they should. So that would be my big takeaway for men and women. Just increase your protein. And you would be amazed how much better you're going to look and feel with that. And then that's uh, the one big thing for me when I started uh, losing weight. The moment I had protein, everything started getting better. You know, like my strength actually went up. I started leaning out more. I was just impressed. And, you know, the more research I did, I also like wanted to know what about protein powder? Um, protein powder in general, I could probably do a whole nother episode about, but I'm going to touch on it um, pretty quick here. Protein powder is completely fine. It's one of the like very few supplements that have actually been researched out there that prove no harm to your body. 
Like the only way you can cause harm to your body and kidneys is if you're ingesting like five, I think it was like four to 500 grams of protein per day. That's when your kidneys are going to be like, Hey, stop doing dumb shit to me. And I'm going to like shut off and like show you to stop. (laughs) So protein powder, definitely. Um, I would try to find a brand that doesn't have too many chemicals research. Like if you go on Amazon and just like look at reviews, people will tell you like one, it tastes like shit. Don't get this flavor. Or I had horrible stomach issues. You know, don't buy this. Um, the most available protein powder out there is whey. You know, some, some people can't do dairy and whey protein is probably going to be a little too much for their digestive system. So I'd recommend my, recommend my clients to go like find a vegan, um, protein powder. That's, you know, usually made out of hemp protein or pea protein, soy protein, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I would go and find like samples or like small bottles and try it and see how your body reacts. Um, the big thing is don't overdo it. Like one scoop a day and you're good to go. Uh, the great thing about protein powder, sometimes when people are still in that time crunch and still can't um, take that 10 to 15 minutes uh, the night before to prep, get a shaker bottle, throw a scoop of protein in there and bring that with you on your way to work and just chug that guy. Like already you're putting in one water, which is huge for your body that you need, uh, and protein. And that's going through your bloodstream. You're rebuilding um, your muscles and you're increasing your metabolism and you're burning calories. And that's what you want to do first thing in the morning. So hopefully that kind of gave you a better idea of what you guys should be doing. Um, When I started supplementing with protein powder and eating more protein and making sure I was paying attention to what I was eating, that was a game changer for me. So for this week, I want you guys to focus on increasing your protein powder, uh, not protein powder, your protein intake. And maybe this might be a, like a big step for you. Maybe it's just paying attention. Like, you know, for one week, see what you're eating and kind of say like, oh, actually lunch, I didn't have any protein. I just had a salad and nothing else. Maybe next time for next week, I'm going to add half a chicken breast, like something easy like that, right? It's not, like I said, it's not rocket science. You can, you guys can do it. So that's what I want you guys to focus on. Uh, Pay attention to your food. Start eating more protein. If you want to dive into protein powders, go for it. Have it after your workout or have it first thing in your, uh, first thing in the morning when you're on the go and you guys should be rock solid. Hello everyone, it's uh, Rafael Machuszewski presenting Cut the Shit, Get Fit, Episode 4, bringing you health and fitness knowledge to get you to your goals with the highest amount of success. Boom! Uh, Hopefully that was better than uh, last week, but uh, whatever, little variations here and there, it's always good. Um... 
So I realized that last week I probably went on a rant about protein and did not even touch exercise when I said in the beginning of the episode I would. So I promise, I promise, promise, promise. I'll do that today. Um, So hopefully, if you listen to my last three uh, episodes, you kind of got the download of how I lost my weight, what I went through, what I researched, what I changed, and protein is the key to fat loss. So today, um, I want to talk about exercise and one, what I did specifically, and what you should start doing to, one, make sure you don't injure yourself, and two, to make exercise accessible to you everywhere you go, and don't make excuses not to do it. So, in my situation, I was playing football in high school, and... During the summers, we'd usually have a a training camp where August was, you know, um, well, the last two weeks of August was actual football practices, whereas all of July and half of August was skills and the weight room. And what I mean by skills is like we were on the field without pads and, you know, doing agility work with the ladder, running sprints, you know, working on plyometrics, stuff like that. So just kind of think cardio. That's what I was doing. And on the other days was we would go in the weight room, we had a program, and we just, you know, went through it. Now, from what I could remember when I did the weight room, I believe we were in there two to three times a week. And honestly, like, even back then, it was a pretty decent program. Because from what I remember, you know, we did core stuff, which was functional. It wasn't, you know, thousands of crunches. Which, by the way, if you are doing crunches right now, you should probably stop. And the reason why is uh, a guy named Dr. Stuart McGill, which is like the creme de la creme of spine specialists in the world uh, figured out that your spine only has so much forward flexion, meaning if you were laying down on your bed and you had to crunch forward, that's forward flexion. Your spine has limited amounts of those movements before you get a herniated disc or a bulging disc. So I would probably stop doing crunches. The other thing, if you think about it, if you are like most people, you probably sit at a desk for 8 to 10 hours every single day, and on top of that, you commute probably for 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour every day to and from work, so you're probably sitting anywhere from 8 to 12 hours a day, and then on top of that, you come home, sit down, eat dinner, and then after that, you sit down on the couch eating dinner. So... Essentially, you're sitting for 14 hours, which is probably not a good thing. Um, What happens when you're sitting, your body, like in that sitting position, your hips begin to get really, really tight. And what does our body do? It adapts. So it triggers 
I'm going to be tight in the hips all the time. And then you go into the gym, if you are doing more crunches to get a six pack, and you're just tightening up those hip flexors and hips over and over again, and you're not doing any, you know, good for your body. So I would probably stay away from those. Um, where was I going with this? Functional core. So core exercises like planks and anti-rotation presses, those types of things are good core progressions, whereas crunches are probably going to just ruin your back. And you've probably experienced it where you've done, you know, past 10 crunches and you're like, ow, my low back is kind of fatiguing. So just stop. Um, from there, we did like full body movements. You know, we focus on deadlifts, squats, bench press, like all those, you know, meat and potato movements along with like single leg work, pulling exercises, just like full body workouts three days a week or two days a week, depending on where we were in a program. And it's funny because now when I train clients, they do full body workouts in their programs. So you want to think of your body as a full motion like unit. Our bodies don't move in, you know, segmented single movements. Like you're not ever going to sit there and do a leg extension in anything in life. So why train like that? Like I explained to my clients that you want to be mobile. You want to be able to, you know, run after your kids if they're running away from you or you're chasing them, you know, like you want to be functional. You want to be, your strength should be functional. So when I was training, I did full body movements. My heart rate was up. I was working hard. I was burning calories. And that's one of the keys when it comes to fat loss and muscle gain. So I would strongly recommend um, finding you know, exercises that are full body movements that one will burn more calories than you just sitting there doing bicep curls and will actually bring your heart rate up. Uh, the other thing I did when I was doing um, my summer off-season training was at the end of the strength set, like when we're done doing all of our weights, we would go outside for conditioning, which is now known as metabolic conditioning or circuit training. And it could be simple as, you know, we lined up on the field and we did sprints. And like it was maybe five, ten minutes tops, but short enough that it was high intensity. So I vividly remember like we would go on to the football field and my coach would put down markers at the five yard line, 10 yard line, 15 yard line, and 20. And we did a ladder. So your ladder would be you'd sprint from the, you know, from the field goal line to the five yard line and back. You rest, let your heart rate come down, then you do the 10, then you do the 15, and then you do the 20, and then you come back down. And that takes, you know, a good like five to 10 minutes, but you're burning a lot of calories because you're trying to get your heart rate high and being really explosive. You're like moving your whole body at once and that's going to generate a lot of energy. And what you need to focus on is creating an energy deficit in calories 
in order for you to lose weight. So what can you do at home? Um, there, there's a lot of ways of doing conditioning. Like sometimes, um, you know, it, it can be anything. Like if it depends on your situation. If you're at home, let's go, let's go with that example. And you did a little workout at your home gym and you want to add a little metabolic finisher. That's what I call them. And, you know, explain to my clients, we're going to focus for five minutes where you're going to do some high intensity exercise to raise that heart rate up, let it recover, and then we're going to repeat it again. So something as simple as we're going to do bodyweight squats for 30 seconds, and I want you to squat as fast as possible with good form to get as many reps in as possible in 30 seconds, and then we're going to rest for 30. And then we're going to repeat that five to eight times. That's one exercise you can do anywhere, and it doesn't take long. And that's kind of the whole idea behind that high-intensity metabolic finisher circuit, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the big thing is time is a huge asset to everybody. I get that. But you need to make time for exercise. Diet and nutrition is huge but on top of that if you want to see you know a faster um, change in your body you need to add the time for exercise so personally I've seen clients with the highest success rate getting in at least two days a week in the gym so a lot of people ask me what the recipe is for uh, in regards to exercise, what's the, like the key number, how many workouts a week, how many strength workouts, and like what's that number? And I tell them it's four. For fat loss, I want people to do two strength workouts with weights in the gym or at home, wherever you got to do it, and two metabolic days or circuit days where it's not weights, or it could be weights with light um, dumbbells or like kettlebells that focus on a little bit more higher intensity and the time is less. So a traditional strength workout will last at least an hour. I get people don't have time. They can be 30 minutes, but just remember the amount of time you put in like changes a lot. So the less time you put in, the less, uh, faster the results will be. The maximum time that I suggest is the fastest you'll get there. And don't think that, oh, a one-hour workout's good for me, then two to three hours is even better. No, you're just going to fatigue yourself and get injured. You don't want to overdo it. There is a thing called overtraining, and we can get to that some other episode. But it the, number ma- uh, the, the magical number is four. So... Two strength workouts with weights and two metabolic days. So if you have a gym membership, I would hit the weights twice a week and then two days of like metabolic conditioning. And I'm assuming if you are part of a gym, they have treadmills, ellipticals, rowers, bikes, everything. So if you're a person that can run, hop on the treadmill you know, warm up a little bit, two to three minutes, light jog, and then 
with my example earlier, 30 seconds where you're running faster than a, um, than your regular jog, but not a you know full out sprint, and then hop off to the side, rest and do nothing for 30 seconds, and then repeat. You can do it three times, you can do it five times, max out at eight. Or, you know, you can do the same thing on the bike, you can do the same thing on the rower. Like, the possibilities are endless. That's the awesome thing. And that's why I like those metabolic days, because you can just pick it. One exercise, or three exercises, or the treadmill, and do a time set, or a distance, whatever. Um... If you don't have equipment at home or don't have a gym, you can easily go outside and do the same thing. Just like the field uh, example I gave and I did, that's an awesome workout. You know, go to your local high school or school that has a track, jog, you know, a couple like laps around to warm up, get onto the field, set out some markers and run. That's simple. You know, if you have kids, bring them out, let them run with you. Like, it would be a fun experience for the whole family. Um, where was I going to go with that? Four workouts per week. That's what you got to remember. Now, it's hard to say, like, do one hour workouts for all four, and you'll be amazed. But at the same time, I understand life will throw challenges and time constraints. So I tell everybody, if you can't do a one hour workout, then do 10 minutes. Everyone has 10 minutes. Like I swear to God, the amount of times where clients and people tell me they don't have time to exercise, but at the same time, they tell me, Oh man, last weekend I binge watched the new series of House of Cards. Like, fuck, you do have time. It's just sometimes you don't want to do it. Yeah, I know you can be tired from work and the kids and blah, blah, blah. But you not exercising is going to make those things worse. Your body will start adapting and slowing your metabolism and your daily stressors are going to be so big that you won't be able to deal with it. But if you exercise, your body will adapt to that stress and then you'll have more of a ceiling to, you know, have more stress in your life and not feel tired. So please, 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 please find time for at least 10 minutes. Like you can do 10 minutes at home. You don't have to go drive to the gym or anything like at home push-ups, squats, lunges, like just something like that. Like it doesn't have to be specific. You can just do stuff. Like I still remember when I started getting on this working out high from training camp, I would do random horrible programs at home that I didn't even know were good or bad for me. Like I remember I, I, had, I bought myself two 10-pound dumbbells. You can go to Walmart and buy that for like 40 bucks or less. I remember I did like shoulder presses, lateral raises, push-ups, three-point rows, and then I we had a bike at home that no one used, and I would just hop on there 
for like three minutes in between sets. And that was my workout, like 20 minutes. And I was sweating. I felt great. And I just knew that I was getting better because I was doing something. Just because you don't know what to do, but you know general exercises, just throw them in there. You know, like that's all you got to do. The moment you start, that habit will build that your brain's like, okay, I need to work out. And it's going to, it's going to get there. Um, sorry, I kind of just <laughs> went for it there, but, um, exercise is tough. I get it, but do something for yourself and just work out. It doesn't have to be some specialized program for you. If you feel like you don't know what to do, I do have programs that you can buy on my website. Like they're anywhere from like five bucks to 20 bucks there. I think I have one on there. That's, um, I think it's like 40 bucks or less. And you have like four or six months worth of workouts and they have like full descriptions, what you need to do each week, like everything. So I would highly recommend check that out if you need some guidance. If you want more attention, I actually do uh, online coaching. I uh, have a handful of clients I uh, coach online. I don't take many because I have a lot of um, in-person clients and they kind of take priority. But I do have a handful of online clients where I can pay enough attention to. I think right now... um, I'd have to double check. I think it's only like one or two spots available that I can do online coaching. So if that's something you're interested in, you can just email me and let me know. There's also actually, if you go on my website and hit work with me, there's a link at the top. Uh, There's a whole kind of like consultation form you need to fill out to apply for a position. And if you're serious about it, we can get that started. But, uh, there's a lot of free resources out there. Like I throw, if you go on my YouTube page, there's workouts that I've posted that you can do with video instruction. So I would highly recommend checking that out and just make sure you take the time to work out. And hey, if four days a week is too much to begin with, I get that. When I do consultations for in-person coaching clients, I'm probably the worst salesman ever. Like I, I tell them all like, you know what, just start with one day a week, get that as a habit, start coming to the gym. And then when you feel comfortable, bump that up to two days a week, three days a week, whatever you want to do. Even when I have prospect clients telling me I want to start training four to five times a week, I still tell them, Hey, start off with one day a week. That's how bad of a salesman I am. But at least I'm telling you the truth and not just like, yeah, give, bring that money to me. Cause I'd rather see you succeed than making, you know, a couple hundred bucks right off the bat. And those clients that I tell them, you know, start off one day a week, they're like, Oh, okay. That's not too bad because one, you're not going to kill yourself in the beginning. Cause you, you'll see so many people, uh, during, you know, new year's resolution time where, the first day of January, everybody's in that gym. And that first week after it's over, everyone's gone. They're gone. Because they ended up going to the gym every single day, and they were so freaking sore 
but they couldn't move and they were like, fuck this shit, I'm not, this is stupid. Whereas if you start with one day a week, yeah, you get a little sore, but after a few days you're like, oh, I feel better, I can go again. But you start off slow, that becomes a habit, and then you add a second day, you add in a day that you do yoga, you do a day where you want to go out running, you're cycling, hiking, whatever. At least you're moving and you're on a regular schedule. So start moving, start working out, even if it's 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes once a week, one hour a week, whatever it is, just go and do it. And you'll be amazed with what your body will change into.